All right, we're live. Welcome back to Talk with Army. I'm your co-host Delilah. And I'm your co-host Daisy. And we are jumping right back into where we left off uh, with Army Anonymous, starting this time in the internal fandoms issue category. And before we jump in, just want to preface, I think my mic was not plugged in when we recorded part one, so my audio was probably recorded through my headphones. So if there is a very noticeable audio quality difference, that is why. My apologies. My fault. Also, another preface. I was running errands earlier today, and this is the first time I'm eating, so if you hear like any crunching in the background, I'm sorry. I made myself a breakfast quesadilla, but... Enjoy the ASMR. Oh my god, what's in your quesadilla? It's the one I made you that one time you came to my house. <gasps> oh my gosh, when, oh my gosh, it was so good. Uh, what was it? it, it I mean, it, it was, there was scrambled eggs, scrambled there egg was, guacamole. um, yeah, it was like sliced avocado, then it was onions, and then it was, um, cheese. Mm. I like how I just said guacamole when all it was was sliced avocado. <laughs> I mean, if I mashed it, it would be basically the same I mean, thing, it's so. the same thing, right? Mm. But, mm, no, that was good. I, You know what? I'm going to try making that for myself one time, but it probably won't be as good as the OG, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So, we're going to get straight into it. Um, so, this first submission from the Internal Phantoms Issues section, they say, I'm upset with BTS shooters or multi starting fights with especially K-pop fans. We used to only clap back. Now, some armies are making us look like bullies. Also, many armies are getting baited by vicious but no engagement tweets by anti-slash-clout seekers and blowing them up for their own clout or amusement, rather than focus focusing on getting BTS-slash-army ahead. We say we don't want BTS to be known as just K-pop and be acknowledged at another level, but this behavior just drags BTS and ARMY down to K-pop level, and this is from the USA. Uh, we agree, especially with, um people just clearly getting baited by no engagement tweets or things that we know are problematic accounts like usually there's a point where we recognize a twitter at and it's like oh they're they're at it again um Mm. and part of it is complicated because like we said in our earlier episodes just blocking and muting isn't enough but at the same time we do have to pick our battles um Mm. and so if it is an account that is always stirring up trouble just block and report like there if there that's really all you can do yeah and if they're like clearly a burner and like they're looking for trouble it's usually pretty obvious like there's no way that anybody is going to be serious when like their their at looks like a freaking verification code and their account was made two days ago like come on they're clearly looking for some type of reaction so there's just better ways to go about it especially if it has no engagement like they're obviously looking not to have like any type of civil discussion but they're looking to cause trouble and some people just need to stop falling for that bait and like delilah said pick your battles worry about other people the only time 
I ever entertain such types of things is if it's with somebody that like clearly has a platform that can have conversations and that's when I'll step in or if not then I'll just make a separate tweet of my own but like some people will just be quote tweeting people that are obviously not here to listen yeah uh, if someone um says something and it's getting like ratioed into oblivion a lot of times i will click on their account and it will say may january 2022 um it's clearly their burner account and honestly it just makes me lose even more respect like if you're going to say something say it with your whole chest on your main account exactly like you're a coward you're there like camping out on some like weird burner account when most of the time for me if i got something to say i'm gonna say it on my main and you guys know how many followers i have i don't care so these people like you can clearly tell that they're just cowardly they're pathetic and they're just not worth the time and uh, we've already said enough about uh army shooters you can go listen to our episode on that because those people are more here for the stan twitter experience they're here to be a part of being an army but they've lost the plot they've lost the whole point of being an army which is supporting bts if you're fighting antis all day but you're not tweeting about bts's music and not talking about what things they just released it's february 11th so stay alive was officially released and so if you are not re holy crap alice scared the heck out of me like it felt so (laughs) weird like i didn't know what was touching me um but if you are fighting with the aunties instead of you know retweeting all the stay alive posts that are coming out then clearly that is a reflection on what you find more important right you don't prioritize bts and you don't prioritize the right thing so I mean, that's all you really need to know. That's all, That's all. like, the information you need to know as to whether somebody is here for BTS or they're just some edgy shooter. So, we move on. Alright, the next submission says, I saw someone tweet about this on the timeline, but I feel like it would be good to have a discussion about how weird a lot of armies move when BTS interact with women. While some people have acted weird when they interact with men, the whole issue of June's supposed boyfriend is an example, the reactions are 100% more severe when they interact with a woman. Some will overcompensate by saying, oh, they're definitely having sex with this woman. Others will start digging up every personal detail about her. And the worst will villainize her and send her hate. It's honestly misogyny because these people are so jealous and insecure over not being your name that they will send hate to other women for simply breathing your BTS. It also goes in hand with the fetishization of gay relationships because these armies are not threatened by men the way they are by women. So they fought over their interactions with men while not taking the possibility of a gay relationship seriously. It's probably also why so many people ship BTS with each other in an unhealthy and delusional way because one, they could self-insert as a member without being threatened, and two, they would rather the members date each other because they can't stand the thought of them being with a woman. It just sucks that there will always be a noticeable group of delusional and insecure armies who cross the line and ruin every interaction BTS has with women from the USA. This is absolute facts. Let me tell you something. I find it so weird the way that some people just completely overcompensate whenever BTS interact with women. And we were even talking about this in like previous episodes, like the whole like 
BTS Megan the Stallion meetup and how like people were just like it was just so weird the way that people were just completely like over sexualizing Meg and making BTS seem like they were kind of being predatory that they were objectifying her when they were meeting up with her like that whole thing with like people saying oh my gosh like June was totally checking her out and it's like stop doing that he was looking at the dogs cut it out Right, he was looking at the dogs, like, he thought they were cute, and you people are just making it into such a weird thing that, like I was talking about before, that could, one, make Megan feel uncomfortable if she ever saw that, and, like, two, it's just, like, you know, black women in general, like, they just were already so sexualized in media that, like, adding to that just does not help. And so when I just see these types of posts, it just really makes it seem just so like, it's just so frustrating, honestly, having to see that. And then, you know, when this person was touching upon, um, in terms of like the fetishization of gay relationships, like that whole thing was like just so true because some armies are definitely threatened by the presence of other women in BTS's lives. And that's why like they will always like, you know, they will always like prefer you know shipping bts with other men compared to other women and it's just such a weird thing to see and then there was also like that weird thing a few days ago with um for all who don't know there's this one um kind of like a survival like dance competition show i don't remember what it was called but there was this one com- uh contestant on there her name was nine oh, and like street dance woman fighter yeah street dance woman fighter that was the name of the show and nine was on that show um and jungkook you know was like uh i think that's probably like jungkook's favorite like person on the show and then she you know had had some like really cute interaction with them like because uh she had posted on instagram oh you know what should i name my youtube channel and then jungkook had recommended oh have a good night like he was like there like actively like responding like to her like suggestions that she would put on like her story and stuff and so like you can clearly see that like that's like a cute little interaction whatever and then like you have these weird people who are like like it's either the fact that like they just like have this like adverse reaction to jungkook interacting with her and like you know they start trying to figure out ways to cancel her or it's the opposite and there are people who like just start like weirdly shipping them together i remember there's this one person who was like oh yeah the lyrics that jungkook has been sharing on his instagram story recently maybe it's to nine and he likes her but like he's not allowed to say or something like that and it's like he literally has her dms if he ever wanted to talk to her about anything at all he would just message her why do people always assume that like bts are doing like this weird cryptic stuff in order to communicate with people that they could easily just call or text if they wanted to that was that was so weird to me and then like the people who were like digging stuff up on her there is some stuff that i just do genuinely find problematic for example like she was wearing like the i don't even call them box braids the partings were just not i don't know what was going on on her scalp there with the partings but like the fact that she was you know wearing braids i do think that's a problem however some people were just trying to twist it into something that was like so weird like trying to fit jungkook into that like oh he's actively supporting culture appropriation and also what what what, what, how did we get from (laughs) point a to point z point a to point seven and those and see how we started in the alphabet and went to numbers (laughs) i know like i feel like i would have to make up a new letter just because of how far we deviated from the original point it was just so weird and this always happens when they interact with women yeah, I it makes me sad. Like I really wish that BTS could just interact with 
anyone and people stop being weird about it. Stop trying to dig up information because that happens all the time. Even if it's even if it's not like a celebrity or like someone in the media, even if it's just like a female interviewer, people will try to find out everything they can and it's weird. Stop it. Yes, because that did happen with that one interviewer. I think, um, uh, where was she from? She might have been from India or somewhere like that. I think it somewhere was in India. South Asia. Yeah. And she had interviewed BTS and, like, she had made BTS, you know, feel really, you know, comfortable and relaxed and all that. Like, it was a really good interview, super in depth. You know, she made the members laugh, she made them smile. And people just started digging up on her, man. And it was just so weird to see, like, this energy because it's like, Yes, BTS had an interview with her, but, you know, obviously this is just a professional interview. They're not going to interact with her after they're done with this interview, but people just wanted to dig up so much information on her as if, like, it was needed. Like, we needed to somehow, like, cancel this person, even though she was probably not going to be interviewing BTS again. Like, it was, like, I don't understand why they put so much effort into it. Exactly. Um, it's, it's just really frustrating, um... And then I I do think uh, the this person was super on point about the whole um, treaty there. If BTS is with uh, another male friend, they can use that as a self-insert because it's, I, I can't remember where I read it. I think it was like some sort of like study or whatnot, but the reason why, um, or the supposed reason why women are large consumers of BL is because there is not a female character for them to compare themselves to so they can completely act as a third party and just see it as it is without comparing themselves to the female character oh that is an interesting take and I honestly agree with that yeah very interesting stuff but I, I will leave that submission with that and then Let's just move on to the next one. So this one says, Yeah, I need everyone to use their brains and think rather than following the words of a self-proclaimed research army in the fandom. I wonder if these so-called research armies are here for the boys or to just make money and clout in the big fandom space. And this is from India. And yeah, we've had a few um, uh, run-ins with like certain people mm-hmm. who call themselves researchers and they just end up misrepresenting the fandom in like a really bad way. We've talked about it on much earlier episodes not like super early but you know quite a bit of a time ago um and it was about this particular army who had been interviewed for i think it was like wall street journal or something and they had done like this study where they were um interviewing army about like bts merch or like bts content in general Mm -hmm. and like like how they feel about like the frequency of like the release of like bts content and merch and stuff like that I don't remember the, like, overall specific... I don't remember, like, too much of the specifics of the study, but, like, that's kind of what it was based around. But, like, the sample size was just so small. And the way that they had collected participants just made... Like, the whole study in general, like, I would have never used such a small study. It would have never gotten IRB approval. I'll say that. No, like, I just do not understand how they looked at that study and thought, yes, this is what I want to present to a professional highbrow media outlet and you know like you know delilah and i were both psychology majors so we've done research before 
And so looking at the study, looking at its results and looking at how generalizable and applicable it is to other situations, it, it, it I just I just don't understand how they never, you know, thought maybe I shouldn't give them this information. Right? I so I searched so ever since Twitter like inserted that search feature on your account, I can find old posts of mine so easily. And so, first of all, this is how terrible this study was published. Okay, first of all, the structure and presentation, it doesn't even have, like, sections of, like, the abstract, introduction, methods, results, and discussion. Like, that's usually how um, a research is uh, presented, and that's how you're supposed to follow it. It was not not organized like that whatsoever. Um, Like, there's no headers. So, like, it's... Not only is was the methodology of the study terrible, it was presented terrible, so it's hard to read. Yeah, I think it was because, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that person had presented it at one of those, um, you know, like those kind of like BTS conventions that mm-hmm. were going on in like places like London and stuff. It was one of those. And so, you know, if you had like research and stuff, it was you had to like kind of shorten it to like a 20 minute presentation. Mm-hmm. So they probably took like the most... I guess important points of their study summarized it and then put it into like PowerPoint format but then like to just give that to their to, to Wall Street Journal I just I just don't get it oh the the sample size was 19 19 participants guys yeah so the generalization of oh this is how armies feel was based off 19 people and those 19 people were found via snowball sampling, which means, so basically snowball sampling is basically, let's say I'm running a study and then I'm like, hey Daisy, do you want to be a participant? And she goes, yeah. And then I'm like, okay Daisy, can you grab a few of your other friends to be a participant? So then Daisy goes and grabs some of her friends and then her friends grab some other friends. So like, it's a, it's a snowball. It's going, it's rolling down a hill of just like, collecting all these people um and that's a terrible way to sample because you're not actually getting uh you're not you're based since they're all friends they most likely think the exact same way or similarly so it is not a true diverse representative of what the general population is going to be thinking because you're drawing from people that all think and act the same Exactly. So there was just so much wrong with that study and people rightfully called them out for it um, because there's just no way that that would have ever flown if you were trying to get that submitted to like an actual psychology journal. So why are you submitting it to Wall Street Journal? And so it's people like that that have really like invaded our space and then given a poor representation of our fandom to other people. um, And, you know, they don't really like respect the diversity of the fandom, the ideas of the fandom. And you can clearly see that, like, even though there's nothing wrong with being a researcher in an army space, that they were clearly overstepping boundaries and they were trying to speak over certain parts of the fandom. And that's just not right. Because, you know, there are researchers in this fandom that I don't think it's wrong to, um, you know, study things revolving around army because armies i mean we're an interesting population of people i can understand why people would want to research 
But at the same time, you just have to be careful um, not to be overstepping in any way because, um, you know, people have made that mistake before and it's just done nothing but cause problems for us. Exactly. It's just so many... I, I understand why people want to do research on BTS ARMY and K-pop fans. Like, I've been a participant in lots of... Um, types of different research but the problem with that one wall street journal research was that the responses were being were being represented in like a quantitative sort of way like it wasn't doing research and like oh these are opinions of people to like support these statements it was Oh, these people said this, which means, so they said A, which means B, but that's actually not something that can really be concluded because you're taking very subjective opinions. Like, you can do interview research um, and not present it, and, and I mean, you could do interview research and still present it in a way that, um works for your study but the way they did it was just not good right it just wasn't good and so you know rather than people you know seeing these researcher armies and treating them like they can do no wrong because of the fact that they're researchers no definitely consume research critically um as critically as you can and if there's something wrong with that research or you think that it doesn't represent us in uh, either a positive or just like a an accurate way, then you have every right to call that out. Um, and I think that that's definitely something that we need to keep in mind from here on out because putting too much uh, putting too much trust into you know accounts is definitely going to bite us in the ass at some point in time. But yeah, that's that submission. So the next one says, I think baby armies are misleaded by lots of bizarre sexualizing content on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. They don't even understand what's correct and what's wrong because even at times I get swayed by all those nasty comments in the media, but the difference is I quickly understand that ain't real and just neglect it. It's sad that they just stand the boys for sexualizing and don't know anything about their discography and lyrical genius. I really hope we can find a way where the baby armies can be educated better and taught what's wrong slash right. Thank you, Heart. And this is from India. Yeah, when it comes to certain like places, I definitely do feel like there are some armies that just like stand BTS for aesthetic purposes because you ask them about the music and it's just like crickets. It's like, uh, what's your, it's like, what's your favorite, um like song and they're just like oh i don't know um i i really liked uh their last album and you're like what's their last album and they're like uh map of the soul seven maybe <laughs> and it's like one thing to be like a baby army and just like be confused between certain things but like when you can clearly see that they're like just not listening to the music then it's like what are you here for right like, you ask them what their favorite rap line song is, and they tell you that it's the truth untold. Like, girly, you are confused. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it always blows my mind when um, I will read comments where, like, someone will use a pretty popular song, at least popular among the fandom, 
Um, like, it was, like, a TikTok edit, and it had, like, I think it had used, like, disease, and, like, the comment was, like, I'm an army, but I don't know what this song is. Um, How? And I was, like, How? <laughs> Because it's one thing, it feels like a super old song, because I wouldn't expect a baby army to know something like, I don't know, uh, outro, do you think that makes sense or something like that. But like, B was literally their last album. How do you not know what song that is? You're telling yourselves, people. Right. Like, what have you listened to if you haven't listened to their most recent releases? Because that has to have been the time that you got into the fandom. So clearly something from their recent releases got you in here. So I don't know how, like, you would be here telling me, oh, what song is that? I've never heard that before when it's like they literally came out with this like last year, two years ago. It just makes no sense. Exactly. Um, But... I don't really have much to say other than that for the submission because, I mean, it's true. I, I, I just wish people who were standing BTS started standing them because they found out about their message and they just dived through their, dived through their discography and just fell in love with that and right. not the fandom experience. Exactly. So the next submission, they say, ARMY these days are getting too involved with trolls, antis, problematic multis, etc. First, I thought that maybe it's my timeline's problem. I thought I didn't curate well, but I made new accounts and followed very selectively, but still it was the same. Our streams on all platforms, especially YouTube, are decreasing. Fandom is increasing, but there's no improvement in votes either. It feels as if the word ARMY has lost its intensity. Nowadays, just about anyone calls themselves ARMY. They need to understand that just casually listening to their songs does not make them an army. And no, they don't get to be defensive about it because um, it's not, quote unquote, it's not necessary to full on, uh, to fully take on the role of an active army to be called an army, end quote. No, it freaking is. See, I, I have no problem when they don't vote stream slash learn deeply about all of their works or defend the boys run, um, when required, not fighting with stupid trolls and antis and being honest without resorting to foul shortcuts. But then they simply shouldn't call themselves ARMY because itself means to be fully supportive of the boys in every aspect. And this is from India. Yeah, I do agree. Some people are definitely here for more casual things. Like they casually listen to their music. They casually keep up with BTS, but then they call themselves ARMY when I honestly, I agree with this person where I don't consider you an army if you don't like actively support BTS like the way that we are in terms of like voting, streaming, buying. And this is not me saying that you have to be doing those things 24 7, 365 to be an army because obviously we have lives, we have priorities offline. Delilah and I, we get busy sometimes with either classes or whether it's work. And, you know, there's just so much that, you know, we have to do offline. I'm not saying that you have to be on Twitter 24 7 to be considered an army. But when you are present, I do expect people who consider themselves army to be supporting BTS in that way. And if you're not, I don't think you're an army. Exactly. Like, we're not saying you have to be on Twitter all the time, but when you are actively on Twitter and actively participating in the fandom space, you should maximize the positivity you get from that. 
Right. It, it, I just don't get why, like, when we say that people should do that, like, they get so defensive. If you get defensive about supporting BTS, that should tell you all you need to know about whether you're an ARMY or not. I'm just saying. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like we, I feel like a lot of people have had um, this concern, this ARMY Anonymous, which, which is good, but also a bit sad that people are feeling like armies are less less together about what is the vision because the vision should always be spreading BTS's music as much as we can. Exactly. So the next submission says I mean, please talk about the music more. And this is from the USA. I don't know what this person's timeline looks like, but it's unfortunate if they're in, if they have a timeline where people are just not really focused on the music. Cause right now, like people on my timeline, they are going through it right now because of Stay Alive. I can't lie <laughs> because Stay Alive, let me tell you, Stay Alive is such a beautiful song. And honestly, after we, we finish recording this episode, I'm probably gonna listen to it even more because it just slaps so hard just the right amount of intensity beautiful vocals Yoongi's instrumentals like you can it, it just all came together it's just amazing and so when armies get together and talk about music especially when it's like new releases and stuff I really really love like the timeline during those times because you know you can clearly see how invested armies are in talking about music and you know I love seeing all the lyrical breakdowns I love seeing people talk about like little tidbits about like production and stuff like that and it's really interesting to see so I definitely agree that um if there is a lack of that in any part of the fandom there should be more of that because you know at the end of the day music's what we're here for so if there are some people who are not acting like it then you know like the previous submission are, is saying like they're probably not as much of an army as they think they are with bts teasing on instagram and albums coming so we'll see what it looks like when the timeline um I mixed my words. We'll see how the timeline is when that album drops. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. All right. So, yeah, you can read it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> not ne This person says, not necessarily concerned, but I believe that ARMY as a fandom isn't toxic. It's just that since BTS is subjected to a lot of hate and we get super defensive. And since we have a massive fan base, even small issues, example, some already artists, entities, brands using them for clout, will get huge attention and then ARMY appears like we were the bullies. What I'm trying to say is that we can collectively choose to ignore those issues, especially if it involves clout chasing or clickbaits, because ignoring them defeats the goal of those imbeciles. Disclaimer, again, this only involves clout chasers, trolls, and clickbaits. We will still full-on defend the tannies against discrimination and microaggressions. From the Philippines. And... Yeah, they're completely correct. It, it is, happens way too often where BTS are clearly being straight up just disrespected and dehumanized. And when armies call it out and are defensive about it, it boils down to, oh, you care too much about a silly boy band or you're just being um, obsessive stands. As if people aren't just being straight up racist and misogynistic. 
Right. There's just so much to unpack about the hate that not just BTS gets, but armies get. And it's just so frustrating when we literally just do nothing but try to defend ourselves. And somehow it, you know, ends up circling back to them portraying us as the bad guys. We've seen it with Jimmy Kimmel. We've seen it with James Corden. We've seen it with so many other people who rightfully get called out. But then they're like, oh, boo-hoo, armies are bullying me. And it's like, no, we're holding you accountable for what you said. But obviously because there's such a... negative bias against people like bts and fandoms like armies then no one is ever on our side and that's why we feel the need to call it out because as long as people keep on getting away with this kind of stuff you know no one is ever going to understand what we're really going through and i feel like it's just such a huge problem that still needs a lot of work to be done before it ever gets solved if it even does ever get solved but still like when it comes to these like clout chasers or clickbaiters yeah definitely ignore those people because obviously their whole point is to get attention and we don't want to give it to them and i remember there was like this one particular account from a couple of days ago I don't remember like who they were in particular, but like they were talking about like, oh, who's your favorite uh, member in BTS Minds Jimin? And like that person was like a super problematic account. And so like armies were like, yeah, just ignore this person. We're gonna keep moving on. Like that's the kind of energy we need to bring when there's somebody who's like questionable and they're trying to be getting clout. But when it comes to like actual things like racism, xenophobia, homophobia, or, you know, against armies, like, you know, misogynistic comments and blah, 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 those can obviously be defended because we're not just going to sit there and take that. No. Um, But yeah, it's about picking your battles like we've talked about before. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's, there's just, uh, uh, I think just a small lack of focus currently. And maybe part of that is because we're not used to going so long without a BTS album. We're not used to going so long without, um, without like promotional periods, if that makes sense. But I, I have a feeling that we're, we're going to work it out this year. So I, I'm honestly not too concerned because I think we are going to fix ourselves, but I understand why people are concerned exactly so the next submission and this is the last submission for internal fandom issues they say why does everyone blame hype for everything i mean what can they do and then this is in terms of like about bots buying the bts artist collection and this is from india applied to so many things Mm -hmm. it can be it can be applied to so many things but like in terms of like what they're talking about specifically um, if you don't know what um, they're talking about for context, um, when that BTS, like when BTS designed that merch and it got released, um, there were a lot of like bots who were buying it up and then reselling it on other websites at like way higher prices than what they were originally priced as. Like for example, I've seen like Taehyung's Boston meat bag that he designed like being resold for like up to like a thousand dollars, maybe even two thousand dollars on like other like third party websites. And it is upsetting to see because it's the same type of people who would go and buy and resell BTS tickets at like ridiculous uh, like prices because they're trying to capitalize off of the desperation that armies feel trying to get tickets to see BTS live. And those types of people are just scummy. Um, you know, there's no justifying 
being a scalper. I hate scalpers. I hate the very idea behind it. The fact that somebody can profit off of scamming somebody else is just not something that I will ever support. And so, you know, when I think about this, it is really an unfortunate issue. But like this person said at the same time, like what can they really do? Because these bots exist in multiple different countries and these multiple different countries have multiple different regulations about what is and isn't allowed in terms of resale. There's a lot of complications, especially like in the legal sense, when it comes to, you know, giving like consequences to people who do break rules. And so maybe like, I don't know what like the resale laws are like in Korea, but it may be different for like other people. So there's just so much nuance that goes into this conversation, but then people take it as because HYBE is not doing something, it means that they don't care and therefore they're trash and so they should be hated on. When in reality, a lot of times HYBE tries to do what they can with to the best of their abilities in like the situations that they're in, but sometimes things just don't work out, but people just don't want to hear that. And if you, I say that on the timeline, people are like, no, you're just vouching for them because you're a company stand. There's just no nuance. There, it's just, it's so obvious. There's so many times where people, I can't even remember what exactly the incident was, but there was, a, for some reason, people were wanting um, Hyde to speak up on something that was affecting Tay. I can't remember what it, oh my gosh, I can't remember what it was. Everyone listening, you probably remember more than me right now, but basically it was like, oh, well, if this is a legal issue, then their lawyers are taking care of it right now, and we don't need to be clogging their emails. Like, they are probably already aware, and they don't need to make a statement every two business days about what they're doing. Right, and you'll see that because even though um, Hype, well, Big Hit really specifically, does update us about what's going on in terms of, like, legal issues in terms of like what's happening with like certain um you know aunties and whatever um those you know statements normally like there's a lot of space in between those statements like the times that like one statement is posted like another statement is posted like it would have been months and so you need to give them that time to actually go through the concerns figure out the best solution and then actually take action before you start saying, oh, they're doing nothing. Because people always assume, especially um, on Stan Twitter, and it's just so performative, they think that silence means inactivity when that's just not true. There are plenty of people who are doing things behind the scenes, but because they're not tweeting about it, you think that they're doing nothing when that's just not right and it's discrediting their effort that they're putting into solving this issue. Exactly. So some, some, some things... Um just just need to be thought through a little bit more logically and then i was thinking of another example that literally happened yesterday when it comes to like blaming um hide for everything um let me see it was i'm trying to think it i think i just saw like this tweet it wasn't like something as big an army twitter it was like a tweet i had just saw in passing and it was about how a lot of times I notice people will blame Hype for the bad magazine interviews BTS get. Oh yes, that. And the thing is, is like, I understand, but also they already 
seem to limit or filter through um, as much as they can. Like, they can't reject everyone because if they rejected everyone, they would have maybe, like, one interview per promotion. <laughs> right. Especially, you know, given BTS's position as an Asian act that does not sing in predominantly in English, they're coming as outsiders. And so they don't have the luxury of declining so many opportunities for interviews the way that Western artists do. And so like for BTS, even though like there are, you know, even big media outlets that will interview them and the interviews are terrible, I feel like, you know, there are some times where BTS don't have that luxury to decline because it's like if they decline this one, then it's like they're just never going to get interviewed by that same outlet again. Like, I mean, we hate Billboard, but Billboard is also the... <sighs> I'm so sorry um, for yawning. <laughs> but Billboard is also, it's the chart. It is the music publication. I mean, of course, there's things like Rolling Stone, and there's music publications like... Um... Oh my god, who does album reviews? Was that Pitchfork? Pitchfork, thank you. <laughs> um, let's just pretend it's like 11 o'clock at night and not 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Pitchfork, like, yeah, sure, there are other music um, publications, but Billboard is the one with a lot of power, and so it, it's going to be hard to just say no. And then also I think some of these interviews, it allows BTS the opportunity to just shut down the the propaganda that they'll try to spread uh which is right. how we got that iconic quote from june about saying like paraphrasing here obviously but june was like bro it's your chart like if there's a problem like that's a you problem <laughs> exactly like this is why i don't agree with people who are blaming hive for like certain enemies because like if bts and like hive had the control over what questions that they were going to be asked, then why would they make BTS suffer through all of that? Obviously, like, there's sometimes where they get to, like, pick out of, like, lists to see what they want BTS to be asked. But then, like, and then people still complain. It's like, oh, well, if they have the opportunity to pick out of a list, then how come these questions are still bad? Bro, if the questions that they picked were bad, imagine the questions that they didn't, they didn't. pick. So chances, <laughs> right, so chances are the questions were already trash, and BTS and BK just happened to pick the least trash ones. So that's usually the kind of stuff that they have to work with so can you really blame them no exactly people just go to worst case scenario that like hive are forcing bts at gunpoint to just sit down for these god-awful interviews but you know what bts managers are probably talking crap in the corner um they don't want to be there either <laughs> right they they don't want to have to go through all that so all the people who just be like oh it's hive's fault that they're going through this it's like Boo, you're corny, throwing tomatoes. Honestly, forget tomatoes, throwing coconuts. You deserve it. Not the coconuts. Oh my gosh. The group chat was really going crazy over that, weren't they, Daisy? <laughs> Whenever, because... You know how you, like, you boo someone, you'll do like a tomato emoji? Well, Daisy skipped the tomatoes and did boo coconut emojis. Like, the, the rage behind that <laughs> was something. 
And then our friend, because I was booing her, right? And so she saw the coconuts. And then we just started escalating between, like, more intense emojis. Like, she started throwing, like, I started throwing basketball. She started throwing logs of wood. And then at some point, it just ended up with me just, like, straight up using TV emojis. And then Delilah came on. And she was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I, I did. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> but it was very <laughs> funny. But yeah, that finishes the internal fandom issues. So next we move on. (laughs) Both of us just (laughs) staring, trying to be like, wait, who's going to (laughs) speak? You can read it. You can read it. Okay, we're moving on to the external fandom issues category. So starting with this one, the submission says, these chart Twitter accounts like chart data here in Brazil, we have a whole bunch of them. They're attracting all kinds of haters, and now we don't have to deal only with K-poppers, but now the diva fans are coming heavy for Bangtan and us. We can't wipe them off existence, but I see many ARMY engaging in their replies and quote treats, and this only riles them up even more from Brazil. Yeah, I feel bad. Whatever is going on with Brazilian armies right now, I mean, it's, it's sad because... Especially because, like, these days, like, I see, like, a lot more instances of, like, armies and BTS just, like, getting hate unprovoked. Like, I will just see just genuinely regular tweets by ARMY about BTS. And then they just get overridden with hate by people who just come out of nowhere. And it's like, why are you in our house? Why are you in our purple house? Exactly. Um... Uh, and also, okay, so this is, like, kind of unrelated, but what the heck is going on today with all, like, the Western chart accounts posting Stay Alive? Like, it's... Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. I don't know what deal... Like, I feel like it was some... Because they tagged, like, some Jungkook chart, chart account, and then I'm like, of course, uh, most likely solo stan, uh... A solo stan ran account is teaming up with all the western fan bases that were literally uh disrespecting bts not even three days ago right because um you know there there was just because i remember like seeing like a, like screenshots of all of the different like artist accounts that were tweeting about stay alive and it was actually so many so like of course that's gonna look weird because it's like why are all these accounts suddenly tweeting about bts especially when like you know delay was just talking about how it was exposed that some of them were even being disrespectful or even straight up racist to bts recently so it's like why are these you know accounts you know from whether they're Army accounts are, I'm assuming it's not army accounts, it's probably most definitely solo stands who are up to this. Solo stands, like, why are they teaming up with these people when these people would also turn around and be racist to their face in a heartbeat? So it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, like I was talking about with a couple people on here, like, I feel like at the end of the day, like, it just all comes back to like some sort of like insecurity like why do we need these accounts to tweet about stay alive for us when armies are a big enough fandom and bts is big enough where we don't need these types of deals with other fandoms i can see what the appeal may have been back in like 2017 and we they were still up and coming and we still need a little bit of a push but it's 2022 now and i don't get why we need to be doing this especially with people who are problematic and racist right 
exactly. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with chart data accounts, but I hope we can just, hopefully people will just move on because it's, it's getting weird. That's all I have to say. Very weird. Yep, exactly. And yeah, um, I think that for Brazilian armies, if there's, you know, a bunch of people who are being disrespectful in your mentions and stuff like that, if it's too much, honestly, it's just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to report them and then block them because, especially if they're being racist, because that's very easy, you know, to suspend accounts for doing that. Um, so that's probably gonna be our advice to you. Hang in there. We hope you guys are not going through too rough of a time, but yeah, that pretty much finishes that submission. So the next submission says, I've been thinking a lot about how people can go from being an army to being a full-blown anti so fast. And I think it might be similar to how I went from being a Swifty in middle school to a Taylor Swift anti in high school. I was never on Stan Twitter, but I remember how I started hating on Taylor because it wasn't cool to like her music anymore, especially during her reputation era. In other words, I was a pick me. Now that I'm older, I realize how stupid I was to start hating on an artist I had once loved just because of other people's opinions. I feel like a lot of people who fall down the ex-army to anti-pipeline are probably influenced by their bitter K-pop stand mutuals or friends to think that BTS are overrated and that being an army is embarrassing. That's sad for them, but maybe some of them are young just like I was and they'll see how stupid they are once they grow up. If not, then I suppose they can continue being miserable while the rest of us are having the time of our lives standing BTS. And this is from the USA. It's really good that someone said this submission because Daisy and I actually want to do a whole episode on the army to anti pipeline because more and more we're seeing people go from being a quote unquote army or being a BTS fan to being an anti within like six months. There were, remember there was that one account um, that uh, was talking about BTS, um, I think maybe like during Dynamite era, but then Unstand before Butter. <laughs> yeah, it was like something weird like that where, and there was, I think there was even one where it was like they, um, what was it? I think it was that they had come on during, um dynamite era and then like left before b or something and it's like so you didn't even give them like one comeback to decide that you hated them and already like you're trash talking their music and it's just so weird to me because you know me when i first became a fan of bts like i was so focused on just like figuring out oh what songs do i enjoy from them that i just don't understand how people can go from liking them to hating them and everything that they stand for in such a short time because like like i took a while to actually fully get into like their content and to finish it all so for somebody to not even like scratch the surface and then decide no they're like completely trash like that is just so wild to me exactly it's 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 weird it doesn't make any sense which is why we want to do a deep dive into it because the the turnaround rate is the the window is getting smaller and smaller and it's truly ridiculous 
Exactly. But we'll save most of our opinions for that particular episode. Maybe it could even be the next episode, honestly. I don't think we have Mm -hmm. a decided episode yet. So maybe that can be it. So look forward to that, guys. Um, But yes, the next submission, they say... It's really annoying when people will ask for ARMY's help, but then completely ignore the fandom when we're in need of help for an issue. For example, people wanted our help taking down a site illegally selling NFTs of musicians. Once we started emailing Big Hit, the site was taken down within 24 hours. Same with us helping others calling out streaming services in recent history Spotify. However, it was complete silence from everyone when Jimmy Kimmel was racist towards BTS, or when during Map of the Soul 7, On had millions upon millions of streams not counted. People use ARMY due to our power on SNS to push progressive causes as our fandom is progressive leaning. However, they give nothing to us or to BTS in return when we need it. I hate it. And this is from the USA. This is yes. so true. Armies are like the purple Avengers on Twitter. Like, there <laughs> will be some problematic tweet and then in the replies you'll just see someone randomly hashtag BTS, hashtag ARMY to hopefully people will see it. <laughs> Right. And like, first of all, that's so stupid because I'd never check those hashtags. hashtags. (laughs) And second of all, like I like just this person put it so well, because, you know, when it comes to our issues, like we say, no one ever speaks up for armies, but then they want every army to be just on board with any type of problem that they have, any type of progressive cause. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting, you know, help from an influential fandom for something progressive. I don't think there's wrong with something like that. But then at the same time, there are some people who will ask for our help, but then just never give that, you know, same regard back to us. And it gets frustrating because a lot of times armies just do feel used online. We feel used for other people's purposes. And it feels like we can never just truly be a music fandom that's just here for music because everyone's expecting us to end world hunger and cure cancer and do all sorts of philanthropic work that is better suited to the leaders of our countries, but they expect us to just band together and solve all of the world's issues because we're a fandom. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I know we're big, but we're not... We're not that influential, okay? We're not the government. Please, we, we, I mean, we joke about how we could easily start our own government, but if we started our own government, I can tell you right now, it would be way more useful than the current ones, I'll say that. Whoop! Definitely. Um, I feel like when, you know, people ask for help sometimes especially like it's just so like the way that they word it it's just like so condescending like i remember when um the whole spotify thing happened and for all who don't know what that was is basically just like um spotify was spreading like misinformation about covid and there was this like one particular artist that because um they really did not support um spotify doing that then they decided to remove their music from spotify's platform And so then, like, people were starting to, like, get mad at, like, armies because of the fact that we weren't pushing for BTS to remove their music from Spotify as well. When it's like, why is it up to artists to completely remove their music from the platform and, like, have to lose so much from that instead of just us going and banding together to tell Spotify to just fix their information? Why is removing music the solution? I understand what people were going at, but I just really don't think that it's the right way to go about it and i feel like it's completely unrealistic especially yeah, one, 
no, no, keep going. We'll, con- we'll continue. Oh, I was going to say, like, especially when it's just people making harmless tweets about, like, BTS music, and then the replies are like, oh, you're so disgusting and problematic. Like, why, why aren't you convincing BTS to remove their music? Like, you're disgusting. And I'm just like, all they said was stream butter. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Right, there was somebody who even was, like, uh, they were updating, like, BTS on, like, uh, they were, like, updating BTS's, like, Spotify achievements or something, and, like, there was somebody under their, like, mentions, they were, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're doing this, like, you're so disgusting, like, you should be telling BTS to remove it, but, like, you guys clearly aren't interested, and so, like, they were basically implying that because they were not telling BTS to remove their music that we somehow supported the spread of misinformation of COVID-19 when it's like, no, there are just other ways to go about this without completely having to remove like a whole demographic of people who are listening to BTS's music on Spotify. Exactly. Like it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. I'm so over it. Right. And so, yeah, that's that submission. So we're going to move on to the last submission of this part. And they say, every day I see more and more doubt the struggles of that BTS went through. New K-pop fans of fourth gen groups are being told that their groups have been through it just as much pain as BTS when that simply isn't true. People want the underdog story and treat it as a competition. They believe their groups went through just as much so they deserve as much or even more success than BTS when it really isn't comparable. We shouldn't be wishing new groups to go through what they've gone through and we shouldn't uh, we also shouldn't let these K-pop fans lie about what is and isn't true. BTS has always been very special, but their circumstances is only a piece of their story. Let your own group shine without needing the comparison. Sorry for the long rant. It just frustrates me when people lie when I went through these periods of BTS's struggles. Love the podcast, Bora Hey with a Purple Heart, and this is from the USA. Well, first of all, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and second of all, I, I, I totally agree with this. We just released an episode on this, didn't we? <laughs> right, we did. Um, episode 36, oh. what it really means to be bulletproof. Um, you know, we were talking a lot about how there are so many people who try and equate what their faves are going through to what BTS gone through when it's really like so completely incomparable. And we were talking about this in the recent discourse with uh, a BTS um, and, uh, and ATs and their fandom um, was trying to make it seem like, you know, ATs went through what BTS was going through when it just wasn't true. If you understood BTS's history, the amount of people who were against them from the beginning and the amount of hatred they got from so many different K-pop fandoms, the coordinated, organized, collective attacks from different fandoms over the years, like you would just never say that. And it, it baffles me, especially when so many of these people from these fandoms have been part of BTS's fandom before they moved on to these fourth gen groups. And on top of that, these fourth gen groups, a lot of them are fans of BTS. So even though there is that much connection there, that means that they should at least know what BTS has gone through in depth, but they seem to not, or they seem to just dismiss it or downplay it to make it seem like, oh, my faves are going through the same stuff as BTS. And so that means that they're deserving of the success. Or sometimes like I was talking about in the previous episode, in episode 36, that they'll use it as a predictor for a success, as if somehow you struggling means that you're going to succeed in the future. But that's just not true, especially since, like I was talking about, a lot of these K-pop fans, they do not help their faves at all. 
Like, you know, a lot of times we will talk about how often K-pop fans um, will vilify armies for streaming and buying and basically just supporting their faves. And, you know, they'll talk about how they don't need to stream or buy music for their faves to be relevant or for their faves to succeed when that's literally not how it works. Like their faves are like literally in their apartment water's been cut electricity's been cut he's been cut landlord has been banging on their door they have like the 10th eviction letter slid through their door crack and you're talking about how you don't need to stream and buy like please help your faves imagine like okay i'm just gonna okay imagine if fans of let's say directors uh steven spielberg because that's a director name everyone knows um let's say fans of steven spielberg's movies we're like, oh, we don't have to watch his movies every time a new movie of his comes out in theaters. What happens when his movie flops in theaters? Like, that's that's not right. going to look good, is it? <laughs> or imagine if, like, I don't know, people who love Gordon Ramsay, imagine if they were like, we don't need to eat at his restaurant for him to be relevant, for him to be successful. And it's like, yes, you do, because you guys are the main source of their income and if you're not supporting them then who is because certainly not the general public because as we've talked about in previous episodes the general public is really not a dictator for success because while the general public can make somebody popular they can't make them stay popular and the general public is very finicky they're going to move on to groups the second that somebody comes and quote unquote eclipses them and then your fave is left without a solid support system and so that's why it's so important that you have that fan loyalty but for a lot of groups that fan loyalty isn't there but then they act as if that's somehow a predictor for success and it's like no it's a predictor for you needing to step the hell up because your faves are quite literally starving here exactly it's just it's so mind-blowing like i don't want to see groups that had the most high budget debut music video be compared to bts like i'm sorry i i i'm sick of it it's so frustrating, like, no, I've never seen the amount of just coordinated hatred that has been thrown BTS's way, and the fact that people really think that the extent of BTS's struggles is, oh, they were a little broke. No. It was just so much worse than that, and it still is pretty bad because you know getting money and being successful does not suddenly like erase all of the hatred that's coming your way and you know given how big they are and like we were talking about given how they are the face of not even just k-pop or the korean music industry but just their country as a whole they are like taking the brunt of pretty much anything negative that people have to say about asians um especially you know celebrities who are asian and it's just sad to see and so when people compare, you know, their faves who have clearly not gone through that same struggle, when they compare that to like BTS's struggle, it's it's just so inauthentic. It's so cheesy and I hate it. And you guys need to stop doing that. And if your fave is privileged, then own that and say that. Exactly. I I mean, there are there just are levels of privilege and people don't seem to understand the nuance in that they think it's either you're privileged or you're not and like there can't be an in-between where some aspects you are privileged in and some aspects you're not like for example um 
like some uh, groups, they might not be from a big three company, so they have less media connections. But it also doesn't always mean that like their company is completely broke either. Like right. JYP, SM, YG, and Big Hit are not the only like the only companies in Korea that are that are like producing profits <laughs> exactly but you know when it comes to nuance that's just never a thing on stan nuance twitter but that's why we're here in twitter delilah you shouldn't have asked <laughs> <laughs> like literally like when it comes to nuance just completely non-existent but again that's why we have the podcast and so you know when it comes to things like this definitely agree like stop comparing your face struggles to bts like I was saying in the last episode, in episode 36, is the Struggle Olympics, and people think that they're going to win, but they're not. Everyone wants to compete for gold, but that should not be the aim, guys. And so let's just stop all this. But yeah, that pretty much concludes um, all the submissions that we're going to go through in this episode. So if you've got this far in the episode, thank you for listening. And we are going to come out with the final part tomorrow. So we will see you guys then. All right. Bye for now.